Welcome to Weird Faith. It is episode number 15. Sadly, it is also our season finale. Mm. Right? It's so sad. I am Scott. This is Phil, and that's Josh. But before we jump into today's amazing finale, we just want to take this moment to thank you, our amazing fans, for all it's... We're no strangers to weird. You know the weird, and so do I. A full weird faith is what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this weird any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm weirding. Gotta make you weird your faith. Welcome to Weird Faith. Welcome to Weird Faith. Welcome to Weird Faith. Weird Faith. Yeah! Welcome to the Weird Faith Podcast. Hate to interrupt you there, Scott. You just got... Rick Roll. Hey. <laughs> I actually had no idea what I was going to say about them, so it's all good. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. So do the fans uh, mean nothing to you? <laughs> is that what you're saying? No. It's gonna be, it's our, this is it. This yep. is episode 15. We started this venture back in November. Only five people thought it was even worth it, three of us being in this room. So well, it sounds and like that, we're stopping forever. That's, <laughs> no, I'm just that's not what's happening. We're <laughs> just taking a little break. Yeah, five months. of them were or three of them were in this room and the other two were our wives i will let you guess which one wasn't on board and they stopped listening after <laughs> episode one <laughs> so it's just us yeah so it's there there us. will be a break that's a perfect time to catch up if i know some people who are really like faithful listeners but might be back like yeah. four episodes or something like that which is still really good uh it's a great time to catch up and we'll have some more there was fresh a big twist soon in episode 11 you'll never see it coming yeah <laughs> you can go back phil's life changed forever that moment yeah yeah, yeah. and there was, was tragedy in episode 13. last last one a was a tears. dark episode yeah it got so dark, dark that you couldn't right, even right, see right, it right, yeah right. Yep. that happened <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we want to shout out some of our fans, though, uh, from last episode, because last one was Dad Jokes and Identity. Uh, you didn't watch it, but you could totally listen to it. Yeah. I do want to confess, I figured out like five minutes ago how that happened. So yeah. it was a technical failure on my part. It made no difference. We actually had a lot more listeners yeah. than normal. I don't know if you guys it don't like looking be at us. better. Uh, yeah, people don't want to see us when they I think it's what it is. It ruins it. That's okay. Yeah, but it's okay. I'll cover I don't want to see Phil in a hat. so josh trembley said he was listening while driving to work that morning he attempted to play along with us but once he laughed at the first five jokes he gave up and he said identity is something i struggle with and still do to this day it's easier for me to make my identity around something that can measure my success yeah so i agree it was really hard i really wish you could have seen us reacting to it because all i was laughing at the entire time was josh laughing at himself (laughs) josh was mostly laughing at his own jokes i know yeah (laughs) it was awesome the one that we posted the goldfish yeah i could almost not get through that one Uh, we do have some video or uh i'll try to do these from who is it who sent these videos or not sent these videos they sent dad jokes in oh uh scott fowler that's scott fowler okay i see his uh, name there yes uh Caleb Matthews also sent me a, a bunch of TikToks. He talked about how much he loved the episode. Too. Oh, yeah? And uh, he was great. sending me dad, dad joke stuff all week. So Scott Fowler said, what do you call a dog that can do magic? Mm-hmm. What is it? A labracadabador. Ooh, yeah. Ah, I had to like, literally look at that yeah. and say, how do I say <laughs> this? Labracadabra. He also says, we all know about Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But have you ever heard of coleslaw? Mm. it's thinly sliced cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Coleslaw. Uh, 
Who's <laughs> knock knock? Who's there? Who's there? Control freak. Okay, now you say control freak who? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Is that also from Scott? Yeah. Dude, those well, are three that's that's very solid. Uh, I feel like I've I need never to heard use that one. that one on somebody. Yeah, that was like awesome. Being a little bit overbearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other fun one was from Chad Shaw, who said uh, because he couldn't see, he got a mental picture of Phil turning around and asking a child-sized trampoline, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> what does that mean? I, I, saw don't, it. I don't remember. I remember you saying, "Who's your daddy?" I don't remember. I don't remember what the trampoline is. That like a short joke or something like that? <laughs> like trying to jump up to see your face or what? I don't remember all the context. We forget half the things we say hey, in this podcast. I've got to admit, I did somewhat steal Scott's identity after that episode. <laughs> uh, leading a meeting on that Sunday, I, I asked the people, uh, the volunteers at our church, if they had any advice from their fathers. And Scott wouldn't share his because he wanted to save it for the podcast. So I just owned it as my own and said that my dad always asked the question or said, hey, remember whose you are. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, it was really moving to everybody, and they uh, gave me a lot of credit for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had several comments, too, about the intro, which last week's or last episode's intro was pretty fantastic. Yeah. I think we finished today with the best intro yet. We'll you think see. so? I yeah. do. All right, we'll see. We'll see. You guys got to let us know in the comments. We've had a lot of fun doing these songs. And most of the time, they're hardly planned. Like, it's just barely kind of, hey, <laughs> let's uh, let's do one for this song or something like that. Sometimes it's, they're not planned like at all. Five minutes before. Yeah, a couple of them haven't been planned at all. It just happens. So, but Josh is in the driver's seat today. You are in charge. You are the control freak, according to Scott Fowler there. Yes. So, let us know what's going on today. There's a lot of pressure because this is the finale episode for our, can we say it's the first season? Yeah. Is it going to be like 15 episodes per season? It might get canceled. I don't know if we're if, setting if the we precedent. Don't do a good job. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to pick us up for the yeah, CW? What network? Well, we'll <laughs> I was going to say, fingers crossed for CW. They'll yeah, pick there up we anything. Go. There we go. Uh, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about weird theories first off. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into a segment talking about truth because it's hard to identify what's really true today. What does pursuit of truth actually look like? Uh, when there's a lot of you know weird theories about things circulating around, a lot of things to believe. But uh, so I just want to turn things to you two first and hear about some of your favorite conspiracy theories, weirdest conspiracy theories, some uh, some things that you guys jotted down because I I believe there are some listeners here. Some of you guys might even love conspiracy theories. Um, I'm not a fan. Like I don't actually believe 99% of what I see, but I do think conspiracy theories are fun to laugh at. So uh, I'm assuming that's kind of more the angle we're going to take here. But uh, you're going to get some comments (laughs) on this one saying like, well, America was a conspiracy theory once. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I it's fully, all conspiracy until it's proved true. Yeah. So I thought about doing conspiracy theories a few episodes ago, and then was like, I don't know if we're ready for the comment section <laughs> because <laughs> but since this is our finale, <laughs> we, look, we might offend some people laughing at something that you might really believe is like yeah, right. with a lot of conviction is true. Uh, please know we don't mean to make fun of you. Uh, well, we just want to make fun of you. Secretly, we're making fun of you. <laughs> so, anyway, with that being said, we'll have some grace for us. Uh, but let's hear about some conspiracy theories. So, Scott. mine's not necessarily a conspiracy theory, uh, but it is a scientific theory. Uh, we all want to know about dinosaurs, right? Mm-hmm. We're amazed with Jurassic Park. We want to know how do these animals die, or these creatures die? Did, were they ever actually alive, or right. were they just bones in the ground placed by some entity? I don't know. But uh, there's one theory that I have loved for, ever since I heard it in middle school, is that dinosaurs died because they crapped themselves to death. The theory goes that these giant creatures were mostly contained to one specific area of the world, and they produced so much 
waste ah. poop that the amount of methane gas that would rise from that put a hole in the ozone and they burned themselves to death. Man. That is an I actual scientific theory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh I did see that, that happening to me. <laughs> right. let's, that's, why, that's why God told us to spread around the world, right. not be all yes. one area. That's what actually would happen at the Tower of Babel. The smell issue. There's a hole burning up <laughs> in the ozone layer. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> yeah. That's right. my first one. All right, over to Phil. <laughs> I've got uh, one that I just looked up earlier. I was looking for some real fun ones, and just all the like sad ones came up to the, to the top. But uh, this one was pretty fun. It's that Bigfoot is real. And that he is a time traveler. And that is why he's so elusive. He only shows up every once in a while, visiting the present day from the future. I thought that was a a hot take. This, Mm. you know, Mm. people that would believe that, you know, we might be. So we're, what if we're all Bigfoots in the future? Yeah. And it's a different person each time. I've seen the view Mm. around this area. Mm -hmm. Somebody's already in the comments like, how dare you make fun of my Bigfoot conspiracy theory? Yeah. Absolutely. I've never heard that one, though. Yeah, me either. Oh, we should have done that, uh, too. I don't think any of us picked this up before, but you have, like, uh, where Nicolas Cage is seen back in, like, 1876 in a picture. Or If there is anybody in this world who's time traveler, is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely. can do anything he wants. Or the yeah, one yeah. where uh, the person looks like they're using a cell phone uh, oh, back yeah. in, like, the 20s or something like that. Yeah. Those are yeah. fun. Nice. All right. So mine goes all the way back to 1966 when a man named Paul McCartney mm. was sadly decapitated. Rolling a- stones, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling heads. Hey, <laughs> oh. So the story goes, McCartney was recording was with the Beatles. Right. And he walked out after an argument and he was promptly decapitated. It says promptly. I mean, I guess that's right the way it happens. Right on time. Decapitated in a car accident. To cover the whole thing up, the band hired a lookalike and a soundalike. Hmm. And that's who we've had ever since. Huh. So the guy who, who we know as Paul McCartney today is not Paul McCartney. It's some other guy who just pretended to be him. They uh, said the, the Paul is dead conspiracy goes something like this. Uh, that After going through all this trouble, the band then took great pains to drop clues in their album covers and lyrics to hint to the public that something was amiss. For example, on the cover of Abbey Road album, the famous image that we see them crossing the road, all four Beatles are photographed striding across the zebra crossing, but only McCartney is barefoot. Mm. And they, I remember the, the the theory was that they were supposed to make it look like a hearse. It's kind of what they made it want to think like he was the person in the hearse, kind of what the, mm. the imagery was. Hmm. And so all along, but then also they had the whole, like if you play the song backwards, like the whole subliminal messaging of Paul is dead, Paul is dead. Mm-hmm. So Paul McCartney's apparently been dead for almost 60 years. Hey, this new guy is great, though. I mean, he might be better. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Are we, yeah, are we actually mourning anything here? The Beatles were fine. I mean, they're great. (laughs) Worked out. (laughs) Not for Paul. (laughs) He was a a head of his time. (laughs) Uh, This is a fun one, that the government is hiding unicorns. The theory suggests that the government is hiding unicorns from the public because... They have magical powers, and they don't want them to be used by evil. Ah, I like it. Yeah, I, I can get behind that one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard of chemtrails? Chemtrails? Chemtrails. I know her. I went to high school with her. <laughs> <laughs> so as airplanes travel, they leave behind condensation that we see up in the sky, right? right? Yeah. So the theory is that the government is actually putting chemicals into that, and that's what they're releasing down into the ozone layer to kill us all. Mm-hmm. 
or to give us all deadly diseases that they've that they then turn charge us. Is that what's happening outside right now? There's yeah, like this right, crazy yeah. haze. For context, craziness. we're recording this while the oh, Canadian yeah. wildfire smoke is making it yes. crazy outside. It is very so. Those very are fun. Foggy outside when you can go back and look at history, and they actually did things that are similar to that. Uh, if you look it up, I think it was in around in Georgia. I think in the Savannah area where they dropped like hundreds of thousands of mosquitoes on people to test something mm. and to see if they could uh, make mosquitoes uh, for biological warfare, like give them diseases and drop them in a place. You have to look it up. I, I'm fairly certain that that was true. <laughs> I was it about could, to say, is this another conspiracy? Now I'm starting to think. this conspiracy for yeah, a long yeah. time. What was the website? It was a long time ago. That so I remember. T- technically, that's almost kind of the same tactic as crop dusting, right? So could it be that the government is just crop dusting all of us all at once? Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. They, they crop dusted themselves. <laughs> this conspiracy is that we are all collectively being crop dusted by the U.S. government right now. Well, then there also was the... Um, <laughs> The African Americans, the T- Tuskegee Projects, remember okay, that, yeah. which was was a real thing where they gave them different diseases to try and treat them. Why are you laughing at? Because uh, it's terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it sounds hilarious, Phil. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, wait. So, my, so yeah, Scott just went. Yeah, yeah, Phil, yeah. what you got? Uh, this is one of. This is actually uh, a fun one because this kind of has come to to fame and popularity because of people believing conspiracy so much. There's kind of a counter movement called birds aren't real. It's my favorite. And uh, the the they talk about how that birds were replaced in like the 70s by government drones to watch us. Uh, but the leaders of this actually say that they have created this movement in order to push back and to fight lunacy with lunacy. And uh, they actually recently um, protested in front of Twitter because... <laughs> Uh, they wanted to get them to stop using the logo of the bird. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a fun one. That's but, awesome. I was trying to find here. Uh, there's shirts you can get that say, yeah. like, they're watching us with a bird with, like, binoculars. Can I get one of those shirts just for yeah. fun? Oh, yeah. so I've, I've looked at them a bunch of times. I have, too. I've, like, come this close to buying... We should we should buy some gear for our restart episode when we come back. Yeah, there you so, go. Based off all of our conspiracies, it's, it's awesome. There's like uh, like three or four different like phrases you'll see like pigeons are the government, you know, like things like that. <laughs> I was trying to find real quick. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it, but uh, somebody created like what birds serve what purposes for surveillance. What's a cardinal? Like uh, it was like a pigeon is strictly surveillance. Like, Cardinals like are losers. Video. <laughs> uh, but every bird had like a different purpose from the government or something like that. So here you go. Uh, that's yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. Birds aren't real. Is awesome. uh, Operation Big Buzz was what it was called. And it was the U.S. military uh, etymological. I can't say that. Warfare test conducted on the city of Savannah, Georgia in 1955. <laughs> And it involved dispersing 300,000 mosquitoes from aircraft uh, to to test whether they could use it as a... Were mosquitoes here before that? I don't know. Or is that the reason why they're all over the place? So the the team, uh, which is obviously a little bit different, was the Savannah Sand Nats, the baseball team. So Why would they fly them there if mosquitoes can already fly? And if you release them from an airplane, what's guaranteeing that they're going to go... Down to the ground, yeah. Just, like, fly away. Can mosquitoes even survive from that high up? Wow, yeah, they probably know. killed like three hundred thousand of them. Who knows? Here you go. Small. Those mosquitoes were air dispersed, were dropped from uh, airplanes at three hundred feet above the ground. So oh, okay, not they that can high. Hmm. 
and spreading yeah. out on their own due to the wind. Mm-hmm. The answer is always in the wind. All right. Cool. Uh, my guys. next one, this one, this one shook me a little bit. Uh-oh. Did you know that our the U.S. government, actually not even just the U.S. government, the world governments around us are actually controlled by lizard people? That's true. Dude. Yeah. That we are under the authority and we must submit to these lizards who are running the entire world government. There's a basically a new world order basically run by lizard people. I'll be honest, this is I actually read and I didn't know this. This is actually this theory has led to some tragic events uh, where people have actually like worst. gone out and done some yeah. absolutely terrible things and killed people. Right. Uh, but the most recent thing, I, I never saw this about these reptilian shapeshifters who control the world. Uh, is when Queen Elizabeth died, the second, excuse me, Queen Elizabeth II died. Uh, that's the last time someone said that the queen herself was a reptile, and so is the entire uh, royal family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. William and what's his name, Philip, mm-hmm. they're all reptiles. Yeah, right. It, right. It, it, I mean, if you think about it, the House of Reps it doesn't mean representatives. House it's the reptiles. House of Reptiles. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's there's little clues here and there that that support this thing. I, I can think of some politicians that I think are probably closer Pretty to slimy. being reptiles than humans. <laughs> Cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. What is it on uh, Parks and Rec? The they believe in like the, Zorp. Zorp. Yeah, yeah. The, the lizard god. The lizard god that was going to come in the world and uh, these old guys. Lava so I kind of. Like, I feel like if that was an actual club, like, they had, like, pretty awesome community. Like, yeah, like they'd food. hang out at the park and grill out and then just wait on Zorm. My favorite part about <laughs> this that. This is the show he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not real life. <laughs> this is in Parks and Rec. Uh, but the guys were so nice. And, like, I was like, dude, you know, like, I wouldn't Sometimes believe in Zorm. What, what, what was the book? But I would go to their cookout. And uh, What was the book he was reading? Uh, organize It. Wasn't it was like a manual, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. A, it was a life. It was a how to organize your life better. But yeah. Then they began to believe that it was like. And then, like, and every single time, he's like, oh, "I think it's actually this date." And yeah. I, my favorite part is he yeah. asked the parks director in the show to reserve the next year's date because he missed did, did, uh, the, math. the math wrong. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, "Can I have like April nineteenth? And she's like, "Oh, it's actually booked." Oh. <laughs> I mean April 20th. Yeah, yeah. 20th. That's when Zorb's coming. Yeah. Which yeah. is funny be in because it has happened in Christian circles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mr. It, Camping. It, yeah, right. Harold Every, or Harvey yeah. Camping. Yeah, that's Harold, I think. Harold, yeah. yeah. And he would predict that Jesus I think he predicted like back. four times. Yeah, right, right. The last one I remember was... I uh to carry the two. December Making 20, fun of anyone who... December 21st, 2012. 2012. Was when the Mayan calendar was supposed yeah. to end. Or it ended on the 23rd, but he predicted the 21st because Jesus would come back, then the Mayan calendar would... Right. Yeah. So, you know. Priorities. Where were you that day? Where was I? Yeah. I was at home. Okay. I was working at a movie theater, and I didn't re- want to go in that day, so I was kind of like, mm, Was the movie 2012? happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. What else you guys got? Uh, this is my last one. Uh, I just wanted to highlight uh, some cryptides. A cryptide is a animal that has a uh, storied history of being real but has not yet been discovered. For instance, around here is uh, a popular one is Mothman, uh, which is over in uh, Point Pleasant, Point Pleasant Point. right? I haven't been able to have the pleasure to get over there yet and check Worth out the it. museum. Um, but you should make a point to it's pleasant. <laughs> there other ones uh, are like uh, the Jersey Devil. Have you guys heard of that one? Mm-hmm. No, I've never heard of that one. That one's uh, in New Jersey. Uh, it's a uh, 
demon looking thing. Huh. Um, and then obviously Yetis and Chupacabra, Chupacabra, Groundhogs, uh, Jackalopes. Jackalopes. Those are real. I've seen <laughs> those them. are real. Yeah. What about Groundhogs. Nessie. You seen one of those? Yeah. Josh didn't see Groundhog till five years ago. Yeah. When no, he first I, moved to West Like, Virginia. I knew it was a real animal, uh, but it caught me off guard Startled seeing him. one in person. It <laughs> g- gave me quite the Whoa. bamboozle. Yeah. I hate Groundhogs. <laughs> a rodent that large just I, waddling around. I, I like looking at them now. I think they're kind of cute. I it's kind of like hmm. they're not quite as cute as a beaver because beavers have their little paddle butts. Mm-hmm. I hate Groundhogs uh, so much. Why do you hate them so much? So my house, my last house in Parkersburg, they like were a family of five were digging under my foundation and were nearly destroying my property. And like we set traps out for them, and we we learned that if you ever catch a groundhog, this is Scott's thoughts for the day. If you ever catch a groundhog, you must take it over at least five miles away because it knows directions and senses, and it'll come back to where you mm-hmm. what trapped it. Gives you the right to that property more than the groundhog. Right. I bought the house. How do you know? Buy the ground all underneath it. What if we, yeah, we what tried? If, what if he made sacrifices and I'm a, I'm gonna confess something. Groundhog, because it was it was it was a mama groundhog. The groundhog would literally stand in my like outside my sunroom, like looking into the windows. He'd have his like hands up on my window and mess with our animals, and our animals would go nuts. And like your animals are trash though. I mean, Sally's kind of a nut job, but <laughs> the groundhog is way better than your dog. <laughs> I will say, I didn't do it. But the mama groundhog did get hit by a car uh-huh. two blocks away, and I may or may not have cheered. New conspiracy. Uh, Scott I, organized a hit and run against the mama groundhog. I will say it I wasn't actually, Scott, but it was Katie that <laughs> hit the groundhog in the Jeep. Yep. I may have rolled down my window and yelled good riddance. <laughs> wow. Hey, so I hate groundhogs. We lived in, in uh, uh, Georgia, and uh, armadillos are far worse than groundhogs. That's like West Virginia version. They just look terrible. They got big teeth and they hiss they're at ugly. you. And they're at night and uh, they sc- screech at you. Yeah. Screech owls. Uh, anyhow, um, Nessie is another big one. Hadn't heard of the Thunderbird uh, other than the car. But uh, uh, so here's some animals, real quick, that used to be considered creptides, uh, but now are <clears throat> known animals. One being the Komodo dragon uh, was seen as a fake animal at one point or a. Uh, just not, um, uh, you know, real. The dragons, uh, when he, who was it? Lieutenant Stan von Heisenbrook caught and killed one and brought it back. Uh, and then he took those Komodo dragons to New York City and they were on display in the Bronx Zoo for a while. Then you have a platypus, which I'm still not sure that they're real. They're so weird. That's fair. <laughs> have you ever seen one? Drop in the comments if you've ever actually seen a platypus. Maybe. I think someone stitched that all together. It's yeah, a that's, jackalope that's, that's, that's and man-made. platypus. So that's, yeah, right. that's one of those things you ask your kid to draw a duck, uh-huh. and they come up with something that doesn't look like a duck, but that could possibly saw, be co- something called a platypus. If you saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the high evolutionary would have created the, yes, the right, platypus. Yeah. That's something he would have created. Uh-huh. It's definitely a made-up animal. Gorillas were thought to be cryptized for a long time, and some people hmm. believe that that's actually what when people in ancient times thought about <clears throat> Bigfoot or, you know, if you see a drawing on a wall or something that looks kind of like that, that it would have been uh, this monster gorilla. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Three gorillas or two grizzly bears? Man. Have you ever seen, oh, what's that movie? Uh, I think with grizzly the bears are a little bit faster. I, I feel like a gorilla, 
Maybe I'm wrong. They get brute force though. I always think a gorilla would be more agile and more strong. And they have big fangs too. Like I actually oh, no. think one gorilla versus one grizzly bear, I might pick the gorilla. I should ask AI. I feel like one Donkey Was Kong Congo. Congo, uh, the movie Congo. Did you ever see that with the gorillas? It's a uh, King Kong. Yeah. Bongo. Uh, there's a lot of movies about gorillas, if you think about Dude, it. Dude, they're terrifying. Uh, I feel like they're kind of underrated when you think about, like, like just an animal you would stand they got a chance some decent against. Teeth you know too. what I mean? Like, but yeah, they have, like, kind of big fangs. I feel like they're stronger. I would think a gorilla is more agile. Yeah, I think bear. a gorilla could get um, on the back of a gorilla. And probably, like, snap its neck really quick right. or something Or just like ride that. it and or tame it. <laughs> they become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new TV show. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything else? One more, because I, I had never heard. I just looked up conspiracy theories that turn out to be true. Mm-hmm. And I never knew this one. Uh, so the conspiracy was a stroke rendered President Woodrow Wilson incapable of governing, and his wife stepped in. That was the conspiracy. Right. It actually was true that Wilson did suffer a debilitating stroke towards the end of his presidency, but the government felt it was in the country's best interest to keep things quiet. Uh, So the public didn't learn about the stroke for months, during which time his wife, Edith, was making most executive decisions. Hmm. So despite Miss Wilson's claiming that she acted only as a steward, historians have analyzed that Wilson... The Wilson term in office confirms that for well over a year, Mrs. Wilson was effectively president. First woman president, right? Ah, Which I was like, the reason I wanted to share that one, have y'all ever seen the movie Dave? Yes, where they replaced the- It was pretty much what this is. Like, yeah, so sort huh, of- there's look alike, right? Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Kevin Klein. It was this name big Klein? with his big arms, right? Yeah. yeah. So the whole mm-hmm. thing was the, the president. Is Kevin Klein, is that his name, the actor? It's from the Calvary. late 80s or Calvary. early 90s. Charlie the president Calvary. has a stroke. And they find a guy who's a lookalike who impersonates him, and they actually hire him because they they there's a whole conspiracy behind it. You should yeah. ro- actually watch the movie; it's actually really entertaining. But I like to think with uh, Woodrow Wilson that it was like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, she was like actually puppeting him. <laughs> God bless our troops. <laughs> <He's> yeah, like, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so we're gonna move uh, transition into a game. We can't not play a game in the finale. I wanted to do 30-second sermons, but uh, we're going to try something different. It's going to be formatted in a similar way where you're going to have about 30 seconds to uh, present your case. That's what we're going to call this game, present your case. So uh, I'm going to present to each of you separately a different conspiracy theory, and you need to try to convince everyone (laughs) listening that it's real. Uh, I don't care if your evidence is real. You need to come up with some kind of evidence that could be just as fake as the conspiracy. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start with you picked Phil. Out good ones, right? What'd you say? You picked out some good ones, right? So I get us in trouble. Actually, <laughs> some of them are real conspiracies, and some of them have just been floating around as rumors in the church and things like that. So and kind church. of around town. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> some of the some of them are just things that I Phil personally has actually had a stroke, and this is not him. Ron. Didn't get any concussions. He's just grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. That's Ron. the conspiracy. Uh, yeah. So some of them are just things that I've been hearing that mm-hmm. I think are interesting mm-hmm. conspiracies. So uh, we're going to start off with Phil. Uh, so Phil, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds or so. Uh, present your case. Let us know why the moon landing never actually happened. All right. So the Mythbusters proved this to be false all the way back in the beginning. Okay. That never happened. The flag wouldn't be moving. 
in the videos. Uh, in there's no atmosphere up there. Okay. Uh, it it looks like it's on a sta- uh, a sound stage that Stanley Kubrick, the great director. This is all real information. That I'm <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds uh, legit so far. Uh, I've, I've been changing my mind. <laughs> uh, there's no way you can make it to the moon. We would burn up, and and definitely, there's a reason we haven't gone back. It's because it wasn't real. And now the technology is high enough now that we could track those things, just civilian technology, to be able to see whether someone was in the uh, went all the way to the moon or not. Yeah, you're telling me the iPhone I have in my pocket is less advanced than the computers they had in the 60s and 70s that supposedly got the man on the moon. Right. Could my iPhone send a person to the moon? Probably not. We could try. Yeah. And just think about how far, like I get bad cell reception in West Virginia. How are they talking to people on the moon? (coughs) Yeah. There's no way. It's it's really only for people like me to believe because it makes you feel better about yourself. It won the cold war. I want to believe that we had a person on the moon and I give the benefit of the doubt to the government and NASA that we would have that technology, even if we maybe couldn't. So, all right, Scott, you're up. Uh, Present your case as to why the earth is flat. Dude, the Bible talks about the four corners, the wind coming from the four corners of the world, right? It makes no sense. I mean, it, it it's flat. Okay, <laughs> nothing good happens. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the to the end to see it? Uh, no, I've never been there. Too scared. It yep. makes time zones make more sense. All of it just makes way more sense if it's flat. Okay. Also, I think we're also the sun's revolving around us too while we're at it. Dude, this you. Things aren't revolving around you all the time, Scott. I said us. The three of <laughs> us. Three of us. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up. Uh, to be clear, the Bible does talk about the sphere of the earth. Mm. Have you seen that? Stop bringing logic. And I like to take what Bible verses support. The Bible if you're on a map, it's <laughs> so you yeah. did it first. If you're on a map, it's north, south, east, west. So that's question: sort of Is there north, south, east, and west in space? No. It's it's only in directions are all to the, relative. The poles yeah, are what exactly. it's talking about <laughs> relative to what we are using. Yeah. All right. So which way is up? Phil, you already touched on this one a little bit, but just give us a very brief explanation. Present your case as to why birds aren't real. Okay, so just the sheer mass amount of birds just can't be sustained. How many birds do you actually <laughs> see eating things? You never see them eating. You just see them flying around. There's that many worms to sustain that many birds. Yeah, they're trusting God. Especially if God with, would feed the birds, why should we worry? I stay out there with breadcrumbs. Okay, sorry. Oh, the Bible I, I just no. says the that they're not even worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> God would care about the birds. <laughs> the trees. How much more would he care for you? <laughs> That's actually a dig. He doesn't yeah. care about it. Yeah, exactly. You're trash too. Birds are just more trash, trash than you. Trash, trash, trash. It's all about how much God hates birds. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, that's that's pretty good. All right, Phil. Or, uh, no, Scott. Scott. <laughs> Scott. Uh, present your case as to why NASA is hiding a second secret sun. Mm-hmm. I just read about this one. <laughs> what? A second don't Secret act surprised. You have a case sun? for us. Yeah. So NASA is behind the billion, sorry, trillion dollar movement called global warming. Right. Right. They want all the funds. They want all these different things that will support what they are trying to do. And it's all a, uh, a charade right. to make people believe that the sun that we have is dying. And it might be. But you know what? We actually have another one mm. 
that's out there that's providing life and actually probably a little bit closer. That's why it's getting a little warmer, right? That's okay. actually what's happening. And it comes out at night. It comes out at night. <laughs> there it's we go. It's a little bit gray. Uh, a little gray. It's <laughs> worth mentioning again. If you just took little sound bites from this episode, you could really ruin us. For, <laughs> Don't do it. Forever. Ruin so listen to the whole episode in context. If you are picking up right now, also please read go the back Bible to in context. context because we've already used yeah, it out of context there we go. multiple times. Right, right, right. All right, Phil, you're up. Um, present your case uh, about the, the theory that Scott was sent to Clarksburg as a spy from the Parkersburg area. Well, so first off, I don't trust anybody that's over the height of six foot at yeah. all. That's why I stayed at 5'11 of, and a half. Forget lizard people. The world is actually run by tall people. And it's a cabal of uh, people that are descendant from Goliath. Uh, and they're evil. And they've got six fingers. Scott's been hiding it this whole time. Uh, he's just pasted the last two together. They're skinnier than the rest. And, uh, you know, every president has been over the height of six foot. It's just. Is that true? It's very. There might be one or two that's under, but it's actually. Yeah. Heightism is a real thing, Scott. Scott thinks he's so much better. I don't than trust us. him because of it. Yeah. I live my life looking down on people. That's keeps the secrets up high. Yeah. We'll never see them. All right. Next up, Scott, uh, present your case for Phil actually being a robot, being controlled by a much smaller person inside of him. He's a robot with I've a person so much. This. So there's even a smaller version <laughs> right, of Phil. Yeah. That's funny enough right there. All right, I'm going to go to, I'm going to present my case in this way. Mm-hmm. I think yep. the robot, it's in, or the, the robot that is Phil, has been programmed to know exactly how to speak in specific situations. If you've ever been around Phil, he has different voices, different levels of voices too, right? So there's even, I think, like for example, his preaching voice. Mm. I think this this robot has gone throughout... <laughs> the internet and to find what makes a sermon appealing and has developed this specific voice for his messages. He's and not a very really good excited. It's and gets, AI. and yeah. it tells him, it tells him what body movements to do. And he does this one, this, you know, the, like the, he, like, he, he kind of gets wound up. Right. And he gets this, Hey guys. And he has this kind of thing going on, but he also knows how to talk to people just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think it's, that's, I think you got to look at the speak. The speech right. patterns. At the end of the episode, we'll pour some coffee on him and see if he's short. Just circuits. go back to the dad jokes episode where I didn't laugh at all. Yeah, That's he has no soul. It's right there. He did read all of them off the internet. It's almost like he had I to use. The internet. Yeah, like he's like synced up with the internet. You've never seen me cry at a movie That's or true. exhibit any emotion besides criticism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I'm starting to believe it. Yeah. All right, moving forward, uh, Phil, present the case. Uh, I heard this conspiracy the other day that uh, Scott is actually living in a simulated world like the Truman Show. Everyone in his life is actually a paid actor to keep up the illusion. Katie, Sadie, and Keely don't actually love him. They're paid actors to be a part of They're too perfect. His family is too perfect. He's got the dogs, and he's got the kids, and everything just works out all the time for him. They never cry. I've never seen him change a diaper. I think that it's all just an act. There's probably more than one of these kids that they're just swapping in and out. Never get sick ever. Uh, they sleep, he sleeps all like a baby. I just think it's all simulated. Scott, is there a chance that we're just paid actors right now and you think life's really great, but it's really just you 
and you're not in on the secret that we're all in on. I'd be down for it if it was real. Okay. okay. I have fake Good friends, thing. but I have friends. Because it is. <laughs> but I need, to, I need to bring in one evidence to support or uh, <laughs> contradict. My daughter, Keely, once ruined a staff <laughs> meeting here because she was sitting on my lap. Dude, she can. And she anxiety. had like the most explosive diarrhea that you've ever seen, and it went everywhere. She's a method actor. <laughs> Dude, she, she got a nice paycheck it. for that. She must have gotten a big paycheck for that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, next. Um, Scott, present the case that uh, this conspiracy floating around that Phil is the long-lost illegitimate son of Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. The first, well, he also took steroids, and you haven't yeah. done that yet, which How is good. Must. Yeah. I took steroids. I so back in the 70s, <laughs> when Phil was born, right? Sylvester Stallone <laughs> was happened to be filming a movie mm. called Rocky. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. Philadelphia. Uh, people from Philly love that movie for some mm. reason, even though it's kind of mm. trash. Mm. Dude, that movie is amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number one's out. good. Two through whatever is kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, but through four are awesome. There's a couple of things All I want to point at. Four. We're going to have to watch a couple of things. You look at Stallone, you look at Phil, the dark hair, mm-hmm. kind of spot on the goofy looking face, kind of spot on. Wow. Dude. <laughs> Number three, which is kind of the biggest one. The Stallone, when he shot those movies, was only five foot nine. Mm-hmm. They actually made him look taller in his fights against like, uh, the Russian guy, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Yeah. They actually made him look taller. He's actually only five foot nine. So the key evidence is the height, the hair. I'm just kidding. You have a beautiful face. The face, which Stallone does too until he took steroids. And then the timing of it all. He was in Philadelphia okay. around that time. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it made sense. Two Philly boys. And once I saw I Phil do this from. I don't on the top of the steps, and I was like, that's it. I've yeah. That Can you say... Times. Hey, yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. I mean, look at that spot right there. Yeah, that's it. All right, Phil, moving forward. Uh, can you present the case for um, Scott having the same genetic mutation as Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> so you might not know this, but Scott can dislocate all of his bones. He does it often. He's had many soccer injuries, and he can twist his ankle and his foot all the way around <laughs> because he has the genetic mutation of Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, most would compare him to, oh, is he going to, yep, he's going to See how far you can stretch oh. across the table oh, here. Oh, oh. Yeah, right there. Most <laughs> people compare him to, to Dr. Strange, face. but they're talk, they're barking up the wrong tree. Exactly. It's the wrong comp. Yep. Yep. All yeah, right. It's me. <laughs> stretch arms. Fantastic Four. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving forward. Uh, Scott, can you present the case that Phil is the voice of the leprechaun on the Lucky Charms commercial? <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's a real thing. Catch me Lucky Charms. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, it's more than just it's good. It's magically delicious. It's a little too accurate. <laughs> so I'm going, I, it, it's, it's all connected. You can see all the like the red the red uh, lines connecting everything. Because mm. it goes back to the little guy who's voicing him and controlling his life, too. Uh, the little guy that is uh, a robot. Because I said he goes back to the voices. Because he can do the Leprechaun. He can do Pastor Phil. Mm-hmm. He can do a pretty impressive and kind of creepy Mickey Mouse voice that <laughs> haunts me when he does it. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, see, the uh, answer uh, like yeah. twisted. He's definitely it. a robot. <laughs> yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good, good. I, uh, you kind of convinced me, I guess. Uh, all right, I'm going to give one more to each of you guys. 
Phil, present the case that Scott was actually raised by groundhogs, and when he was kicked out of the tribe, that's why he resents them today. He doesn't feel at home with them, and he feels excommunicated and banished from the family of groundhogs. I have never met anybody that had any vitriol towards groundhogs. Everyone believes that they're the chunky little cousin to every other rodent. They are the face There's a whole movie that talks about the mystical powers of groundhogs. Groundhog Day? Bill Murray. Yeah, the groundhog (laughs) was behind it all. That's it. Uh, But, you know, families break up sometimes, and sometimes it's sad. Sometimes little groundhog sons do things that can never be forgiven. Yep. And Scott is that that child, that so ground, that ground. I am the ground Paul puppy. McCartney. Yeah, the, the, the ground puppy. <laughs> I am the I am the Paul McCartney of the groundhog family. Okay, <laughs> they removed me from mm, society a long time ago. Groundhoglet Scott McClure. Yeah. Yeah. So I invited Scott to my um, Groundhog's Day celebration this year. I celebrate privately, right? Um, but I invited him and he didn't show up. So mm. there's some more evidence there. I think was he stuck at home? Living the same day over and over again is hmm. the question. Interesting conspiracies here. All right, last one. Scott, present the case that Phil is actually aging backwards like Benjamin Button. I don't know, man. <laughs> You're presenting the case to me. <laughs> Don't, don't abandon this now. You've talked home. to me a, a lot sure. about this. I'm, I'm actually going to point to the evidence of height. Okay, he makes the jokes. <laughs> but there was a because if you haven't heard he's, I know he said on the podcast his dream is that he could dunk that he was tall the reason that's his dream because there was once a time when he was those mm-hmm. able to, to do those things he was went and was able to dunk at basketball because he was six foot seven Whew. he was once six foot seven sounds like it hurts and like Benjamin Button he's aging backwards and shrinking into a small child hmm. okay just right. keeping the beard the beard is actually fake that's true. He actually took the beard that Josh cannot grow and put it on his own face and then dyed it gray to make you feel like he's getting older. I love it. <laughs> Josh secretly has a beard. We just never see it. I've been giving it. That's the conspiracy. <laughs> been, You're in on this. Taking it off. Throwing it off. Yeah, I'm, I've been the only one who knows Phil's secret for all these years helping him out. All right, let us know in the comments, which one of these conspiracies do you find most compelling? Which one do you believe? And who presented the best case for a conspiracy? Was it Scott or was it Phil? Make sure you comment too, because we'll be giving away a uh, shirt again. This That's right. uh, after, let's do it. Let's do something crazy. Let's give away Ooh. three shirts. Whoa! Let's do something okay. nuts. One, two. Three. <laughs> I'm gonna put the yes. best comment on there, and uh, but let us know uh, whose was the best. What was the most compelling? And uh, don't share any of your actual conspiracy theories that you believe. Yes. The, the comment section is not for you to present a case <laughs> for something else or something that we mentioned. I'm it's so scared to get to, an Instagram message from Ron. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're definitely going to get some good messages. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving forward, we just want to talk a little bit about truth because it's an interesting world that we live in, right? We're force fed far more than anyone can really chew uh, with news stories social interactions through social media, articles that flood our timeline and our Twitter feeds, and so much of what we ingest holds no truth and no real value. 
Uh, we are in the fake news era where anything we read that complements or supports our agenda or our bias and our beliefs, we hold on to and we give those things validity. And anything that challenges our bias and what we're comfortable with, we instantly write off as fake, immoral, and wrong. Come but on, the Peter. come on, come on. Yes. But the truth is, uh, we're all prone to be blown with the wind, right? To wander away from real truth and to sink our teeth into anything that feels right in the moment. <laughs> I'm feeling my uh, peripherals sinking his teeth. Into stuff. Uh, but we're struggling to know real truth and wisdom, right? We, you guys, we talk about this all the time. We just live in like this fake news era and yep. we're constantly having to fact check things and, and tell our friends, Hey dude, you need to stop sharing this stuff on Facebook. There's really no, no truth to this. Uh, I heard a quote recently in which someone said this, uh, we live in a world that is drowning in information uh, and misinformation at that, but starving for truth and wisdom. Yeah. So we live in a world that's drowning in information, but starving for truth and wisdom. And in a tabloid world where we're you know constantly being bombarded with headlines and and having to decide what we think is true or not, we thirst for real truth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pursuit of what is true is much more difficult than just believing anything that we read. And anything presented to us on a Facebook post, mm-hmm. uh, it requires requires work. It requires effort, and it requires your due diligence to hold things up to what we know is undeniably true. Uh, which, as believers here, we see God's word to be that. Uh, it feels really rare today that anyone pays any attention to the things uh, to the things that they see or do any research for themselves before they completely sell out and become attached to something and put your identity into something. Uh, A a really small, less serious example of this, uh, when you see people share these things on Facebook and it looks like Jesus and it says, only those who love me will share this and tag five of their friends, right? And it's shared by 15 of your friends before anyone realizes that it's a picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, right. Or or how about one of uh, those where like Jackie Chan died or something like that? I almost brought those ones up. Yeah, right. There's, I mean, there's a whole history of like celebrity deaths like mm-hmm. the, like fake celebrity deaths like how many times did different people die like the one i saw was like avril lavigne was like one of the first ones like experienced mm-hmm. that in 2003 right mm-hmm. you like, just don't see somebody for a while and they're yeah, dead. like are they even alive yeah she's alive and she rocks harder than anyone on earth yeah <laughs> she just was a, a skater girl said see you later girl right boy i know but oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> but so there's some like less serious examples, uh, like things like that, where it's just like, dude, like use your brain, you right. know, think for just a second before you share the first thing that you see pop up on your feed. Uh, but on a bigger scale, there's people who believe every little conspiracy and every little news article, and they read it without questioning any of it, and they start sending it around, and it's really just one little sound bite from something, or uh, it's some article that like. You know, if you just think for one second, you could tell like this thing's not really true. Uh, but we don't question these things. And as long as it fits into what we're comfortable with and it aligns with our bias, we're good, right? We never want to challenge ourselves and look at other opinions and ideas that could sharpen us and lead us closer to believing something that's actually true. Uh, but we need to be anchored in truth that is more steady and more firm. And I believe that in the Bible, We have truth that is eternal and never changing, uh, something that we can anchor ourselves to that can stand when the winds of conspiracy start blowing. We're not going to move. 
When the waves of doubt and false news crash over us, we aren't phased to move with them. I believe that's what we find in God's word and what we have in the person of Jesus. First uh, John 4, 1, the apostle John wrote for believers not to put stock into everything you hear. Don't believe everything you hear, right? This is in the Bible because there were false prophets and sources of false information that look enticing, but that are empty and aren't really true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalm 119, which is uh, the longest of the Psalms, it's all about God's word. Right. Uh, It says in verse 89 there, it says, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Uh, Basically, God, what you say is true. And if what we believe, uh, if we believe this Bible, uh, God's word is inspired by God, uh, we can trust what it says. And even when culture is changing around us and uh, our surroundings change, we can remain anchored in something that uh, transcends fads and trends of thinking, right? We look for truth from the person of Jesus who says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in a world that's constantly changing its mind and pushing out fake news and things that we can't really believe and and put a lot of stock into, uh In a world like that, constantly serving us a new plate filled with misinformation and fad beliefs and fake news, there's one thing we know that we can hold to be true and one source of truth that we know we can put all of our stock into. The Word of God and the person of Jesus who is revealed to us in God's Word. So uh, just want to go ahead and hear some thoughts from you guys about how this has affected the world today. Like just this society that we live in of fake news and like, what it means to actually pursue truth instead of buying into everything that we see. Yeah, I think it'd be, I mean, I kind of threw one out there earlier. Like we can pinpoint several things in the last few years, even where conspiracies or misinformation has caused great harm to people's mm-hmm. uh, life. Uh, just look up Pizzagate sometime yeah, and like right. what that yeah, caused. Terrible. Got, made a guy Tragedy. go up, shoot up a pizza restaurant. Right. Um, and all the different things. And it's always, <laughs> it's like the deep, dark places of the internet. We find these things. It's never even like out there on Facebook. They get shared on Facebook. But it's like you get, you, you start off with you watching some YouTube video about random things. And all of a sudden you click on the next one, then the next one, the next one. And then you're watching one about how the government's run by lizards. Yeah. And it's like, right. oh, that's actually pretty, pretty interesting. That might actually be true. Yeah. Well, at this point, I can't trust anybody. Well, and so I'm just going to believe and every usually, little thing thrown in my face. And then you face. get like stuff like, why would they lie? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's our logic is there. Our first yeah. rebuttal. How would they I, lie? I see a lot too when when something real is happening and people, what is the government trying to get us to look away right, from right yeah, now? Right, like, right, what yeah. is it that they're hiding and they're just misdirecting us to- That one to I can sometimes get behind. Yeah, right. Yeah, but so. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's the, the thing is uh, there's something about, uh, there was a study about this and I only remember a very small amount about it. But as to why conspiracy theories are so compelling is there's a certain amount of importance that you feel or specialness that you feel when you think you're the one with the truth and everybody else is Mm. sheeple, you know, Mm. or whatever. Uh, And that's why it's compelling because we see that's all that's wrong in the world and we see, uh, you know, what's going on and we say someone has to be behind this. Yeah. And the answer that it's the world, the flesh and the devil or sin or, you know, all those things, that's not exciting to us. We'd rather believe it's lizard people that are uh, (laughs) behind all the bad things. Um, 
And so one thing that we all have to do is to do our research, but but it has to be like not the weirdest places to get research. There's uh, most of the internet is garbage. Reddit, 4chan, don't All go there for stuff. research. Yeah. Wikipedia, mm-mm. yeah, right. And to to go, and I know it's hard to find uh, places that you can trust anymore. Yeah, uh, because news has ceased to be news and is now opinion, and they are paid for their ratings, and not nobody is policing whether they're actually giving truth. It's just like it is with sports now. It's not whether you uh, say something that is true and ends up being, uh, you know, coming to pass. It's whether you have a hot take that gets people riled up. Uh, So you've got to have a filter of when people are saying things that are actually based on facts Mm. and when they're saying something to get people riled up. Uh, and, And here's the truth too. Your people that you listen to are sometimes going to be wrong and your side is going to be wrong. And I see so many people that just believe things and defend things that I don't think they really believe is true because their side says that it's true. And we're not. Yeah. Those people don't care about you either. Right. Like like you actually believing something that's going to benefit and help you. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's. There's a different agenda there. It's yeah, a, and it's yeah. not, we're not, you know, obviously uh, taking sides here. Both no. sides do this yeah. where they, they 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 want your attention. News, social media, everybody is paying, literally, uh, Coke, Pepsi, all these people are advertising on these things to get your eyeballs to look at them. Yeah. You've got to go into life understanding that there's only one thing that deserves our attention and deserves getting us riled up. It's God's word and the things in our life that need to change because of God's word. Yeah. And the I, things around us that it, need to it, change. It reminds me a lot of like, uh, so my approach to news, I actually love reading the news. Uh, I do it pretty regularly. I don't watch the news. I think it's mostly trash, uh, but I do think it's good to be informed. So it reminds me of um, scary movies. So if it's a scary movie that's based on a true story, you, at the very beginning it says based on true events, right? But what's the other one? Inspired by true events. So uh-huh. like one in particular, I remember it was like a, the haunting in Connecticut yeah. where the family, the kid gets cancer, so they have to go move to Connecticut where they have closer to the doctor. So they buy this random house and the house happened to be an old funeral home and that boy starts seeing things and there's bodies in the wall. Mm. So that's the whole story. I'm like, what does it mean inspired by true events? Mm. And to me it's like, the story was kid got cancer, had to be closer to Connecticut. They just had him buy an old funeral home. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that's like the basis of the information. So when I look at yeah. like news, someone sends me a news article. I will read the headline. I'll read a little bit of it. And I quickly go to an opposing news right. source, yeah. read the exact same article, and then go find a third and a fourth one and try to find the actual nugget that's actually there. Like, hey, this is actually what happened. Yeah. Here's 15 different opinions on what actually happened, right? So, you know, recent one would be like the submarine. Right. So the submarine that went down looking for the Titanic and then imploded, right? So, like, if six different news agencies write different ones, they're going to write opinionated articles about what happened. Yeah. It's, but, like, what's the actual thing? This engineer said it imploded. That's all I really need to know. I don't really need to know what yeah. X, Once Y, and Z says about it. Once it goes to this person and this it. person and they have a different angle that they're trying to approach it from, you you lose, it gets lost in you know their translation, like what actually happened because yeah. it's more important that, oh, I, well, I need to push this. 
with that information. I, yeah. So like, I, I think it's important for people to re- like understand, like, so if, if you're really in pursuit of truth too, I think you're going to challenge your bias and, and what you actually believe. So like, if you are in pursuit of truth on a certain matter, like how often are you actually reading or taking in some information that you might not agree with the author or you mm-hmm. like, like read something from the opposing side to help. You might find yourself not, you know, you're, you're terrified that like, Oh, if I read from this person who I, I oppose what this person believes, I don't want to become just like them. No, you might just find yourself like more kind of in the middle and like, yeah. Oh, you know, I, I see the, the perspectives here. I see why this person feels the same this way. And, and you know, why they prescribe to this opinion and it's helping me to get to a place where I'm not so blinded by bias and I'm actually closer to what's actually true. So That's like ch- important. challenge yourself. Yeah, it's important yeah. for us to know people that disagree with us as well too. It's the same reason uh, where you're gonna have a conversation with somebody and that's why you should be civil so that you can get to the truth and you don't automatically cut everybody out of your life that thinks that you know some of your ideas are shaky. I heard somebody say one time something to the effect that the government is giving people that are on welfare like $150,000 a year or something insane. And I'm like, no, I know people, like when you live in a, a depressed area like we do, you know people yeah. that literally cannot feed their kids. Yeah. And right. they don't have the money to, like that is 100%. If you live somewhere in the suburbs in a rich neighborhood, maybe you could believe that. Yeah. But when you know those people around you, and it's the same of people of different ethnicities, different social classes, uh, maybe even, uh, you know, someone that's struggling, like uh, Scott, you have a lot of, uh, and we we all do really, uh, but interactions with people that are in recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are easy things to believe about these people because you don't know them. You generalize yeah. it. You generalize yeah. it. And it's like living in this the this like fake news era too. Like I feel like we've kind of get got into some of the symptoms of of this our society being like this. Like and one of those is like you're constantly going to be forced to feel like you have to villainize everybody who doesn't agree with and you isolate and stuff. Yourself, yeah. And it's like, dude, like this era, like this age of misinformation is so, it's so hard to have real meaningful relationships with people because there's this constant dichotomy. You're no, you're either one of me, one of what I believe, or you're on the other side and I can't associate. And with you're you. a lizard. But if we, you know, if we prescribe <laughs> to the truth, of scripture in Jesus, like that leads us to richer community and deep relationships that uh, unified in Christ. But even in like, even in like when we talk about scripture, you you got thousands of interpretations of different things that will divide us. And there's been like, you know, we can always agree. Hopefully we can always agree that Jesus is the, the main thing. We keep that main thing, the main thing. This is secondary and tertiary and quadruary mm-hmm. things that we kind of get upset about. And we start arguing with one another I find that with seminary because we read books in seminary that I'm like, I know I don't like this book, mm-hmm. but I also like, when I go into it, I want to read it cause I want to be challenged. And I, I remember, I don't know if it was my professor that told me to do this, but I walk into it. I want to have the humility that I could be wrong on something that I believe. Yeah. Like how I, often- I don't think I'm wrong about Jesus. You can challenge me on that one. I will listen to that, but I don't think I'm wrong on that one. But like all those other different things that I've kind of like, put my foot in the sand and this is, this is it. Yeah. If you're not willing to ask yourself, is there a possibility I'm wrong right. about this thing? Yeah. You're, you're not in pursuit of truth. And so you're whenever just, yeah. you're just finding things to, to, to make you feel more comfortable into and so the books we end up reading, then it's like, we first thing we do is like, look at the back 
Who's the author? Does he, would he agree with me? Did he go to a seminary that I approved? Does he work for a publishing company that I would probably like? Does he work for a church that I would probably agree with? So like for me, like I will never look at the author before I read the book. Yeah. When, my, when, my, when my professor gives me that book, I'm just trusting them that they have a good intention yeah. or, uh, and I, I just read it. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I'm going to take a guess on who I think this author is. And I flip it over and I can start, okay, I'm pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but, but at the same time, I'm like, I think if I would have looked at all that, if I knew they were before I read it, I would have had all my bias already made up in my mind that I was going to disagree with it. I was going to hate it. Right. And I wasn't, it wasn't worth yeah, my time. We find things that make us uncomfortable and then we find reasons afterwards. A lot of times you can look back at eugenics hmm. uh, with slavery where they found out, you know, early on that they could make money by owning people uh, that you know were different ethnicity than them, and then you see uh, a couple hundred years ago where they started trying to prove that African people were not human, that they were mm. a different species. So they'd measure their the size of their head and their you know all these different things to try and come up and to come up with uh, reasons why what they already believed and wanted to be true, what they were already benefiting off of, was true. And you see that happen happen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And so like, we just want to challenge you guys, like actually live a life in pursuit of truth and you know, what's real, like it, it takes work, you know, it, it might take fact checking and, and inviting some people into your life who might hold a different view or opinion than you. Um, and, and hold on to what we believe is true. And for us, you know, there might be people listening who aren't Christians, but I believe in the truth of God's word mm-hmm. and that it is um, inspired by God and given to us as something that is not going to change with culture, but is something that's anchored and is always going to be true. And if uh, when my hope is in Jesus, who, like Hebrews said, is the same today, yesterday and forever, if my hope is in something like that, that's never changing when those winds of conspiracy start blowing in and and fake articles about this and false news about this. I know there's at least one thing like I believe is yeah. true that can hold me down. And I, holding it loosely too is so important too. Yeah. Everything that's not, it, it, the world wants you to take sides on everything. Yeah. And there's sometimes you can say, I don't need to yeah, take Everything a side doesn't here. have to be, yeah, this let's, let me pick I a side know. to fight on and you about You can't this know thing. everything. Like no. there are times where it's just gonna be like, I'm gonna disengage in this. It doesn't affect my everyday life. And yeah. actually, too, dive all the way into it and get into the, all the arguments with people would be detrimental to my health yeah. and my, and my community and, and right. my relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sacrificing so many rich relationships when I just feel like I have to pick a stupid side about something that doesn't matter. I promise you listeners, if you ask me about some hot topics where there's like one side or the other, where I land, I'm probably going to tell you that I don't care and that I don't really know. Uh, instead of putting all of my stock into, I'm for this, and if you're not with me, you're against me. Opportunity cost is a real thing. And if we put all our energy and attention into things that aren't important, we will not have time and attention for the things that are important. And I have another challenge because I was once fact-checked in the middle of a sermon. Uh, And it actually brought up a good, it made me think of a good point. I remember... uh, we were preaching through Philippians and I got to Philippians chapter four, verse 13, you know, beloved verse. Uh, I remember Duke basketball, JJ Reddick, one of the greatest college players of all time would mm-hmm. always quote to himself, Philippians four thirteen, mm-hmm. at the foul line. 
in my mind, it was because he could, you know, you take the verse out of context. If I yeah. make this, it's because I have been strengthened by God to make it. But his whole thing was, I'm a, I'm content if I miss this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And I remember saying in my sermon, he is the greatest foul shooter of all time in college mm-hmm. basketball. And someone texted me like five minutes in, like later in my yeah. sermon, a friend of mine named Kendrick. And he actually said he's actually number two. And number one was some other guy from like some random school out in the middle of nowhere who had just one point higher percentage. But I actually think it brought up a good point because sometimes even with like the three of us, if we get on this podcast or in our sermons, you see us, you're trusting us. Mm -hmm. But we also want you to basically fact check us, not with like Phil's story about Indiana Jones a few weeks ago, like, you know, weaving it into a sermon. No, go into God's word and spend time. Okay, I can see why Phil said this or why Scott said this, but this is how I see it. And then have a conversation with us. We'd love to talk to you all about that kind of well, stuff. Well, and it, it's it's actually happened to me where I've gone back and read a sermon that I preached five years ago, and it's like, man, my understanding of this verse today yeah. is a lot. Now, I was sincere then, and yeah. I believed it Absolutely. to be true, uh, but it's not always. And, and you know, there is a certain amount of like, oh, man, I failed on that one. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a it's a hard thing to get in front of people and talk. Now, it's an easy thing to sit back, though, and be, you know, poke holes in other people's what they say. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it to each other every once in a while. You, you said this word instead of that word. Yeah. And it's all yeah. in good fun between us because we know I'm going to get up there the next week and you're going to have that opportunity to do it to me, too. But, uh, but yeah, it's in, you know, to have grace for, for people, and, but, but don't take everything uh, for you know, just because I said it or, yeah. or, or these guys said it. Yeah, I remember you telling us uh, as students in your youth group 10 years ago, mm-hmm. hey, don't just listen to what I say or what this pastor or what this person says and take it all as, you know, cement truth. Like, yeah. like no, we might say some things that are wrong. That's why. So, like, for us as pastors, we want the people who hear us preach, the people in our church, to be reading the Bible for themselves mm-hmm. and to be doing research for themselves and studying for themselves because we might – end up saying something that's, that's not true. And, and we want to be able to have people say, Hey, no, like I, you know, I've been in the word too. I, I actually think you were kind of off on this. Like, that's great. Like if you just yeah. believed everything you heard from somebody holding a microphone in every setting in your life, you're going to be pulled a lot of different directions. You're going to hear some things that aren't true. Uh, and you need to be able to like do some work yourself. And it it to, might to be a matter of where you just have, a different opinion on that scripture as well too. Like there are some verses that, that confuse you. And there are things that I don't still know about different, you know, passages in the Bible. You talk about Nephilim or something like we need to get into the Bible conspiracies, but uh, you know, why did the Bible say it that way? Or, or what does exactly this mean? Um, We're going to have differences in opinions and we're not going to know everything in the Bible. Now, there are the things that God wants us to know are pretty plain and they're pretty easy to understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, on those on those other things that are, you know, there's a verse here that says this and and kind of opens a door, but we're not sure where it goes. Uh, you know, there are going to be times where we're just going to say, you know, OK, well, yeah, I hear you. But yeah, but if, I, I'm not sure exactly. A good test for you is to when someone asks you your opinion on something, if you've this will show if you've drank the Kool-Aid mm-hmm. is if you start off with. Well, such and such person said this. If Josh said this, or Phil said this, or Anderson Cooper said this, Tucker Carlson said this, Bill O'Reilly said this, or Trump or Clinton or whoever you want to throw in there, if that's the basis of your argument, mm-hmm. you have put all your stock in the in the wisdom or lack thereof 
from a person instead of you actually. I remember a, a professor one time yeah, online. A person is fallible. Yeah. And can right. A pro- I, I read a story about a professor who said if any of his students start off the argument with, I think he's already said you're, you fall, you fail. You want, he's like, you need to come up with, I believe, and then present your, here's right. why I believe what I believe. Yeah. yeah. The Bible says that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And that is true in Bible interpretation mm-hmm. where, you know, the Bible also tells us in what Revelation where it says it's not due to personal interpretation or not given to personal interpretation. Uh, we are meant to read the Bible and talk about the Bible in community. Uh, and in that same, it should be true in exegeting culture and our life as well. Uh, if you've isolated yourself, you're probably going to come up some pretty weird stuff. Yeah. So as we wrap things up, we just want to encourage you guys, be seekers of truth and real, real seekers of truth. You know, in this tabloid age where every there's conspiracy everywhere and we don't, we're just surrounded, drowning in fake news and misinformation, be someone who's seeking truth. And we want to encourage you to find that truth in the person of Jesus and uh, the word of God, because uh, we, we believe that we can, you know, tether ourselves to that and that we, we can in those things in the word of God and Jesus revealed through God's word that we have something that we can anchor our souls to that is true and never changing, even when information changes and there's different information trends and fads and, and things like that. We, we believe that we can hold tight to Jesus. And so we just, we want to challenge you guys. Don't believe everything you hear. Like, like the, the apostle John wrote, uh, it's first John four, one, he says, do not believe everything you hear. There's going to be false news sources and there's going to be uh, fake news coming from here. And from there, uh, you've got to believe in something. Um, Humility is so eternal. So in, in yeah. how we interact with people and even in our ideas, everything short of God's word, uh, you know, we need to be humble about and, and yeah. not come into it. Like we're the only ones that have the answer. And with that, just encourage you to, Maybe spend some time with people who disagree with you and read something from Do somebody who disagrees with, with you. <laughs> like, seriously, invite people into your life. Don't let your circle of community be contingent upon what somebody else believes right. because you're going to just find yourself surrounded by 10 other yous, you know, 10 other people who look exactly like you, sound exactly like you, believe exactly like you. Live you. your life in an That's, echo chamber. That is yep. not a representation of what the community of heaven will look like. We'll be surrounded by people who look different, who believe different things on earth, who uh, held to different political convictions and things like that. So um, do yourself a favor and, you know, enrich your circle by allowing people to be in it who have different voices than you. And that doesn't mean that you change every opinion you have due to the crowd that you're around, but you're humble and you have grace and you listen. And you're saying that me having a relationship with this person is more important than us having a fight about something. Because how can you ever tell someone about Christ if you disagree about, you know, whether this road in town should be one lane or two or something dumb like that, you know, uh, where you, you know, cut people off based on things that are secondary and you cease to have an opportunity to give somebody the gospel. Yeah. I love it. Great stuff, guys. And we want to remind you to drop into the comments. uh, Let us know about those present your cases that Scott and Phil did earlier. uh, And then just drop some some uh, meaningful thoughts in the comments. We love hearing what you guys have to say about this stuff. It's not too late to like and subscribe and share this. So smash that subscribe button. I I wanted to say, yeah, 
So this is a this is a passion. I think we're all passionate about this subject. Uh, but I wanted to I've been wanting to say this the whole time and haven't had a chance to. So there will be people that will tell you, if I'm wrong about lizard people, prove me wrong. And it is impossible to prove something that is false as false. It is possible to prove things that are true. You can prove something that is. You can't prove something that's not. Mm. It, there's no content there. So how are you going to bring, you know, we're going to dissect every person in America to see whether they're a lizard people or not. Uh, so so people will try and use that that debate tactic on you. That doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. hold water. Hold to the things that are true. And if if somebody tries to use that, uh, you know, strategy on you, it, it's a it's a false narrative. Mm. What'd you have, Scott? I was just going to say, as we close, I think there's one way to close. We've had 15 episodes now. I think we should end this episode with a little highlight reel of some of our favorite moments from the last 15 episodes. So we can close it out. We'll do our typical send off and then we'll let the, the tears flow as we look back on special memories over the last before we 30 weeks. Do that, something like that. Yeah. 30 weeks. Um, how about a, one last little song and jingle for our friends? It's closing time. One last call for weird faith. Can you finish the podcast right here? Closing time. I don't know the lyrics, but we wish you come back next year. I know I want to weird faith weird. I know who I want to weird faith weird. I know who I want to weird faith weird weird faith. Hey, don't forget to comment this week. We're giving away three shirts and stay tuned right after this for some highlight clips from the whole season one. Be ready to cry. We love you weirdos. Let's get weird, because normal isn't working. Fun games, we want to build community all while addressing...